Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. On the Billiken Sports Network from Learfield, this is the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. Also brought to you by Royal Banks of Missouri, investing in our communities one client at a time. Now, here's your host, the voice of the Billikens, Bob Ramsey. Hello again, everybody. Bob Ramsey, courtside at Chaffetz Arena. That's what we are used to doing for games, but not for the Billiken Coaches Show. And um, weather conspired against us. Humphreys is closed today. The fabulous brand-new Humphreys. Um, so we'll have to ask Sarah over there if I get an extra cheeseburger next week. Anyway, Travis Ford is here. It is the Coaches Show. We're courtside. Coach, you're sitting right by where you normally stalk the sidelines, and so it's all good. Um, first of all, you made it into work today and got a practice in and all those sorts of things, so it was good. Barely, yeah. You know, uh, leaving this morning early, it was uh, it was bad out. You know, left the house around 6, 6.30, whatever time it was, and um, total ice, really, really bad, and uh, got here to the office and the sidewalks everybody has barely could get into the door because you're just slipping and sliding and <laughs> coming down the sidewalk so but uh but no we did we uh we uh, school was canceled today for for the guys and everybody and um so we had practice uh and had a had a good practice today okay so let, let's jump right into the show and we'll talk about uh, the Dayton VCU grind in a moment but there was news today a release from the sports information department that Tim Dogger has left the team um, uh, with some family issues, and that's uh, a bit of a shock at this time of the year and unfortunate for everybody, and certainly, hopefully, his, his, uh, uh, the family issue is, uh, can be resolved. Yeah, definitely, and, uh, you know, as I told Tim, we wish him all the best, him and his family all the best, and we're here for him, and I'm here to help him anytime he needs, uh, he needs my help, so we wish him and his family all the best. Yeah, and so you lose a guy who has started games and um, sometimes started at the three, was starting at the four occasionally, uh, interchanged with um, Terrence Hargrove uh, quite a bit. You could see some of the some similarities in their game. And so that's going to – we've talked about it, what, half a dozen times, how you've sort of had to retool in season the game, the, the overall game plan relative to personnel. Yeah, that's, you know – 
that's been one of the big, bigger challenges is, is, you know, rotations and building groups together. And um, I'm, I'm sick of saying it and I'm sure people, but it's, that's what has affected our rhythm and, uh, you know, our identity a little bit. It's just all the different changes is that we've had to figure out rotations and things like that. And, you know, you, you start the season playing one total way and, you know, uh, and kind of had your rotations down, who was starters, who was coming off the bench, who was doing certain things. And, uh, and then those things drastically change, and we haven't, uh, you know, it's been tough, and we haven't adapted to that very well. So Tim Dogger averaged for you almost 24 minutes a game. So, and we, I had mentioned it to you before we came on. I'm kind of that lineup roster nerd, and you know, uh, and I think we may have mentioned it last week briefly, but you know, people will come up to me, hey, why didn't this guy play more? Or this so and so needs to play more, and I say, okay, two things: who plays less? And you've only got 200. You can't play everybody. It's not CYC ball. I go, everybody didn't play equally. you got to earn your minutes and not only earn your minutes, but it's all got to kind of fit together. It's like putting together a jigsaw puzzle. And so I always tell folks, get your roster out. you got 200 minutes to divide. Go. And we'll see how it works Yeah, and out. those people haven't been to practice either. That's <laughs> you know, uh, they, we do practice. And, yeah. you know, those things, uh, you know, kind of sort themselves out a lot of times in mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, one thing, you know, again, we've been around sports. I've played played the game my whole life and been coaching it for 28 years. And what I found when things are a struggle, there's a lot of answers. Uh, there's, uh, you know, everybody should have been playing this. And that's it. And I, I don't, I'm not knocking it. I'm saying that's, you know, when things aren't How going works. well, everybody else has got the answer. And uh, and I understand that we're, we're – uh, we're trying to figure them out, and but when things are going well, you don't hear as much about rotations or why this guy didn't play or why that guy didn't play. But that's the natural reaction of all sports, you know, no matter what it is. So, but no, that's uh, you know, it's it, it is. There's only so many minutes in a game, and and that's been one of the biggest struggles for us. And you know, way I've always looked at it, people get caught up in the starting lineups, and I really. If you know me, you, I, I really don't care who starts. Right. I under, I do understand the players care, but, uh, you know, we try to make them understand it's about, you know, everybody wants to play, and I, I get that. Everybody wants to start, but you can only start five, and there's only 200 minutes in a game total uh, for the five guys on the court. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, when when you're searching for lineups, when you're searching for rotations – and we've told we've talked to our guys about this. You're looking for guys to step up to take those. Uh, and for us, it's on the defensive end. Somebody step up and say, "I'm going to lead our defense. I'm going to be that guy on defense. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play such great defense that you can't take me off the court. I'm going to rebound so well that you can't take me off the court. Or maybe it's on the offensive end. I'm going to score. Maybe, and we've got a few of those. And maybe I'm going to screen so well you you're going to have to play me. Um, those a lot of times are what coaches are looking for, and that can start. Why does this guy play? Why does that guy play? It could be well, he's the best defender, or he's our best rebounder. Um, right now, we're looking for those guys to step up and say, "Hey, I want to take all these. I want to take minutes, and they, I want to be a starter because I do this. Because I, you can rely on me to defend. You can rely on me to do this, um, and that's that's kind of what we're looking for, and that's kind of what starts rotations for us and. They've changed a lot because we're always searching a little bit to try to figure that out. And we can go back to the injuries and all that mess. But 
you know, that's that's what happens when your team is struggling, You're trying to figure out, like, who's going to take this? Who, who who can we depend on to be the defender? And that's where it starts with for us and our basketball team because we're, we've been such a poor defensive team. Um, we're looking for somebody to say, hey, uh, uh, you could count on me to do this. Um, and that's what we're looking for. You know, the uh, – and I think a lot of us – And if are- that guy's – stepped up we would play him for 25 30 minutes i promise you uh. and it's not it's not like in the movies where you expect some kid to barge into your office and say i want those minutes they gotta right. they gotta show you in practice right yeah i mean it's easy to talk i mean yeah. anybody can talk about this or that it's easy to talk about what you know what you're gonna do or talk about what somebody else is doing but you're actually when you're in the mix of it when you're in between the lines and you're actually doing it that says more than talking about it when you're actually doing it and showing it on a consistent basis, you know, that's that's what we're looking for. And that's, you know, that's true for anything you're going to do in life. And, you know, it's easy to talk about a lot of stuff, you know, or, or anything else. But when you're in the mix of it, you've got to, you know, we want these guys to step up and say, hey, yeah, I, I'll show you in practice. And we, we, we had some good stuff going on, happening in practice today that we hadn't seen. And um, we hope it continues to carry over. Um, but that's what we're looking for. Somebody say, hey, give me, you know, I'm going to take these minutes because you can count on me to defend consistently. I'm going to set up the next segment before we take a break. Uh, Two tough losses on just a grind of a road trip at Dayton and VCU, but I think I saw some things that might, you know, when when a team is struggling, you say, as a fan, the media, coaches, you say, well, we want more out of a given guy or more out of this guy. And I think I'm starting to see some things where maybe we can get more. So that's my setup. We'll take a quick break yep. and come back. We're at Chaffetz Arena tonight. Yeah, we're missing the cheeseburgers over at uh, Humphreys. They'll be back next week. And um, and hopefully you'll be there for the coaches show next week. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of the Billiken Coaches Show tonight at Chaffetz Arena on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Billiken Coaches Show. Courtside at Schaefer's Arena. That's where we'll be on Wednesday night. 
Don't forget, it is a six o'clock start on Wednesday. <clears throat> excuse me, on Wednesday night, and of course the pregame show five forty-five right here on KMOX. Uh, looking forward to that one, and we'll talk about the matchup a little bit later in the show as Davidson comes to town. Uh, first, let me remind everybody about our friends at Royal Banks of Missouri. Our mortgage specialists are here to help you on your home buying journey. Contact our team, apply online, or download the Royal Banks Mortgage app to learn more about our mortgage lending services. Royal Banks of Missouri, member FDIC and equal opportunity lender. Travis Ford, of course, is with us. And, Coach, I, I teased a little bit by talking about some things I think I saw. And you tell me if uh, my eyes were lying to me or not, um, which that wouldn't be the first time. But um, And we knew we were going to get more and started to get more from Sincere Parker. And so not only in minutes but production, um, I would say that's his expectation and mine, and I'm sure it's yours. Yeah, you know, uh, we all know what Sincere can bring to, to our team and what he's capable of doing, and he was just beginning to show it early in the year in the first four games. And uh, in stretches, and then unfortunately he goes down for almost two and a half months. Um, you know, it's it's hard to come back, and that's you know we knew it was going to take some time. Um, you know, first of all, you got to get in game shape. You got to kind of relearn the offense and defense because it's different than just sitting out. You're not even on the court for mm-hmm. two and a half. You're not practicing. You're not doing anything. Um, and you know, we he he probably practiced. Oh, for about four or five days before we actually put him in one of those early games, whatever game it was early, just to test it out. And he wasn't real comfortable, um, and he was a little hesitant. And to even backtrack, this is really the first injury he's ever had. Hmm. And so he didn't – you know, he – I think he kind of initially thought he was going to come back exactly the way he left. And we had to explain to him that you will eventually hopefully get back there. You will – but it's a process you've got to go through to get in shape, get your rhythm back, get, you know, learn the offense, learn the defenses, and, 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 and work your way back in. And you're starting to see, you know, the thing that's easy for him to score the basketball, those things are – that that become, is, is very natural for him. So, you know, I kind of just kind of let him go a little bit in the Dayton game and let him play, and he made some tough shots and did some of the things that he can do. And then the VCU game, we, you know, gave him a lot more, a few more minutes. Um, and he, you know, was one of the guys that could actually, you know, create some offense for us in the VCU game. But it was all pretty much offensive oriented. Yeah. Today, I thought he had the best practice he's had in a, in maybe, I wouldn't say since he's been here, but it's close. He was really good on both sides, really was passing the ball and scoring it and, you know, really understanding the offense a little bit better where the last couple of games it's just kind of give it to a sincere let's go. And that's that wasn't, you know, not that was what we were asking him to do. Um, he, he didn't really understand some of the offenses because some of them were new and different things. But, you know, he's a guy that can go create his own shot. So, yes, uh, you know, it, we, we hopefully continue to get him back in that form where he's really affecting the game and, in more ways than just scoring. Well, at the beginning and, of the year, he yeah. was getting five, six rebounds a game. A game. He can do that, uh, and, and he's a good passer and things like that. Uh, because he's going to draw a lot of attention, you've got to make that right, the right play. Uh, and it was good to see that today. But, uh, yeah, you know, we just continue to, you know, put time under him, and then, then he'll get back to where he was, hopefully. And uh, But it's still, you know, 
it's not easy setting out for two and a half months and then stepping right in there to play, especially the schedule we've been playing. I was sitting next to the bench in the Dayton game, and I had a friend of mine afterwards, how come Parker didn't play more? And I said, man, every time he came out, <laughs> yeah, he <that's>... was gassed. <laughs> so he wasn't holding anything back, but well, he just didn't have well, it. Well, I, I had one of my friends ask me that. I said, well, <laughs> if, if I would have, except he was begging to come out. Yeah. So <laughs> it he, I mean, just he... shows you everybody. I'm like – you know, he he has to come out a couple of times because he was actually, you know, but that's not a bad thing. That means you're playing so hard that's right. that you're exhausted, <laughs> and that's the way you should play. You know, we need everybody playing so hard that they're exhausted that I need a break. But that's to the point he got uh, definitely in the Dayton game. I know once or twice that, uh, you know, he needed to come out because mm-hmm. that was the, the first kind of extended minutes that he had gotten. Let's talk about a couple of other guys. One guy is really um, as exciting as he is and a little bit of an enigma early is Brad Ezeguero in that I know we all want more, he wants more, and it's a challenge for him. And you you talked about a little bit about how he got to St. Louis and the the lack of amount of, of playing time in the SEC. And because uh, – let me backtrack. As a fan, you say – Oh, we got a guy that was in the SEC. He was in the Big East. He's going to come here and tear it up. And I still think he will, but he really didn't play in those places. No, and I, I've had to take a step back with him even because, you know, I, you know, when we bring when I bring him in and talk to him, we, we, we have these big expectations and we know what he's capable of. And, you know, it's, it's hard – for someone, you know, especially what he went through earlier this season where he kind of thought at one point maybe I'm not even playing. And, mm-hmm. You know, so you're you have a different mindset of, you know, you're kind of on the scout team. You're not really, you know, on the other stuff. You're, you're, you're just, you know, kind of going through practice on the scout team, which is totally different. And then all of a sudden you get eligible and we're like, go get him. And – you know, and that's what we were thinking because he's he's obviously very very good in practice, so and that's, he's he, he he has dominant practices, and you know, uh, and, and that's indication of other stuff as well. Where we got to get our other young bigs. He's going against young, very young bigs every day, uh, but then you throw him out there against NC State. You throw you know, and these are like, and he's got good numbers. He doesn't have bad numbers even in those games, but. You know, even I would talk to like, hey, we're, you know, I know you had nine rebounds. But I think you can get 15. I know you had 16 points, but I think you can get 25. And we're pushing him, and and he's 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 very coachable. But then you step, I gotta you gotta step back sometimes to be like, you know, this is he's never been put in these situations. This time last year, he was you know, eighth eighth man, ninth man on a team, and just you know, you're getting spot minutes you're giving a guy a rest whatever it is as a freshman at LSU he didn't get in at all he didn't, he didn't get in at all and uh you know now we're giving him you know we want you to be the guy uh after sitting out the first half pretty much the whole first semester so you know we've I've had to step back and say all right you know let's coach him through this let's help him get to where he wants to be let's be patient uh, you know, obviously our team's been struggling, so you want him just to take over a game, just take it over. I think eventually he will and he can, uh, you know, and, and, and we'll put up even bigger numbers. But you see it in things that, uh, you know, like, it, it, you know, 
missing a layup or, or making a great move and it doesn't go in, those things will eventually get, you know, those things will eventually happen for him as he continues to gain confidence in the role that he's playing now, which is a totally different role than he's been playing, than he's had to play in the past for his other teams. I don't want to be a pretend psychologist here, but I wonder if there's ever, hey, you wouldn't blame a kid for wondering if he can match up with Deron Holmes. Everybody right. knows Holmes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think I feel like, because I see him in practice too, and he, he must make 100 dunks of practice. Yeah. And he just dominates. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll get in a game, and, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. And then he'll get a little fadeaway and a little jump hook, and I'm thinking, no, Brad, go dunk it. If he blocks it, so what? Yep. Probably going to foul you. And so I, I wonder if it's a, a, a self-confidence thing sometimes. It can be, and you know, you got to develop that confidence. You yeah. know, uh, especially you know when you've you know haven't been put put in the situation that we're putting him in, and you know it's all about habit form. You know, forming habits, the type of habits you need to be successful, and he's working on those every day. And and when you're not playing much at a at another school, and again, I go back one year, you didn't play hardly at all, and you're playing spot minutes, you can form some bad habits. Yeah, you know that that's that's <clears> just. <throat> You know that can happen, as far as you know. You're you're not you're playing these spot minutes, and you're not getting the main minutes that you're developing. And it, it, it's 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 interesting for us to watch because we see the same thing in practice that he can be dominant. Now that's part again. He's going against freshmen, and that's a lot different than Deron Holmes and these older guys that he's you know NC State games going against an all conference player at center, and and he's and he's done well, um, but. He, it's almost like um, it's almost like being a freshman, except he doesn't have yeah. a freshman body, mm-hmm. and he's been through you know a lot practicing against you know this level players. But the role that we've put him in is just so different, and and he's working hard every single day. And we, I, you know, I talked to him about Duran. I said, you know, we did a great job on him first half, and then second half he comes out and literally wills his team to to a victory by himself. I mean, mm-hmm. just literally. I thought we played well every position and. That you know, obviously, Deron Holmes just had an incredible second half, and I told Brad, "Hey, give give him respect." But that was earned in practice. Those were habits that he had formed in practice every single day to be able to say, "All right, at halftime." And he and Deron Holmes talked about this. I didn't know this till two days later. Somebody was telling him about that. He talked about it after the game that he went at halftime and said, "Hey, I'm better than this. I practice too hard every day. I mean too much to my team. You know, I've had a terrible half. I have to lead my team to victory." and it's about wow. he set a standard for himself that you know he had developed through habits of practice every day, and that's what we're develop, trying to develop right now. Uh, well, we got to take a break. I want to ask you about a couple of more guys again with minutes available. Who's going to go out and get them, and who's going to earn them? But first, let me remind you about our friends at St. Louis Union Station with so many things to safely do and see for all ages. Book your experience at St. Louis Union Station. We'll take a break and come back with more from the Billiken Coaches Show right here on KMOX. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
Chaffetz Arena, it is the Billiken Coaches Show with Travis Ford. I'm Bob Ramsey. And a quick reminder to come check out great offers on the all-new Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 46 years straight. Only at your quality Ford dealers, proud sponsor of the Billikens. Uh, before I get to the uh, a couple of other players, um, you know, I, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and maybe even re- relate it to your playing career, or maybe somewhere along the line, coaching a duo, it it seems like a uh, uh, the development of the communication and the connection between uh, Ezawiro and and uh, Gibson Jimerson. They've got a really cool thing going that you, I wouldn't have ex- expected it, but it's pretty neat. That's I go back because that's Brad's. Such a good passer and willing passer. We were talking about that off the air. He's such a sometimes too willing to pass. We want to, you know, um, but he's a really has a great understanding of the game. Brad has a really, really good understanding of the game uh, and good feel for the game. And we started noticing that oh, a couple of days after he got eligible and he started coming over and playing on, you know, uh, you know, playing on the not on the scout team. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, and then Gibson moves so well without the ball now, and you know, and we call it the tango action. You know, the two man game. Yeah. Uh, and they we've now starting three or four games ago, we started putting them in this trying in certain positions. Without getting too deep into where they can play that game, a two man game together, and it's kind of call it yo yo too. They back and forth, passing back and forth, and. You know, Gibson moving, back cutting because he draws so much attention. And, you know, in the VCU game, they had a lot of really good – it was good action. They just – we couldn't get anything out of it. We couldn't get by the defenders. But they were really working it. We worked it, I think, 10 or 11 times. I don't have my stats in front of me. We worked the, the two-man game, the tango game. And for the first time, we didn't get much out of it at all. But they were really working it. But, uh, yeah, those two uh, really, uh, really work well together. Yeah, it's pretty neat to see. Now, we were talking about with Tim Dogger leaving the program minutes, and and I, I admit i uh probably not objective about it. Um, when I look at Larry Hughes and Kellen Thames, you know, uh, knowing Larry's dad, the best player that ever played at St. Louis U, and, and uh, you know, the affinity I have for their family, Kellen Thames uh, went to my high school, so Corey Tate and I are always going to take care of Pattonville guys. But seeing what they – it seems like there's an opportunity for them, as you pointed out in the very first segment, who's going to come and take it? Who's going to come and take it? But there's their opportunity yeah. for them to do so. Yeah, and they, you know, and I think all the guys that are playing minutes are getting a lot of opportunity. And obviously Kellen and, and both Kellen and Larry, uh, I think Kellen more, a little bit more as far as the injuries, but – Larry went through an, a phase, a, a time period where he was injured for mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you know, and Kellen was injured there for a little bit over Christmas and before Christmas and dealing with some stuff that kind of slowed them both down a little bit because I thought they both got off the really good starts. You know, Larry's, yeah. you know, was start, you know, we actually had him, we were starting a four guard lineup around TJ. Uh, and, you know, we liked how we were playing. We were, you know, we were playing well at that time. And then, you know, Larry and both Kellen were part of those injury streaks. But both of them are still playing, you know, uh, are getting really good minutes. Yep. It, you know, I, I think 15, 16, 17 minutes. And, I, you know, we would love to get them all up to around 25, 30. 
and we want them to take it because, hey, I'm going to be the best defender. I'm going to be, you know, uh, a a, a great screener, whatever it may be, that these are the minutes I'm going to take. And those are two great candidates to be able to do it. I think they do it in different ways. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Larry has a ability to score. We, you know, and get hot that, you know, he can do that. He can create, he can get his shot off quickly. Um, Kellen brings a lot of energy. He can do a lot of different things on the court, uh, from defensive to offensively. Um, it's, you know, absolutely. Those are two, two guys that we really believe in that can help us. Well, and, and one more thing about Thames, he's 67% from the field. He's 52% from three-point range. So, as a stat nerd, I want to scream out, shoot more. Shoot more. <laughs> well, it's, it's the shot you take a lot of times. Right. It's not, you know, it's the shot you take. And uh, he takes good shots. He takes open three. He doesn't take threes he normally can't make. Uh, you know, and, and he's a really good three-point shooter uh, because, he make, because he takes good threes. And then the other shots he takes are near the rim, and he uses his athleticism. Uh, and, you know, that creates high percentages. Um, and that's an area that uh, our team needs drastically. We took as many bad shots in the VCU game as we have in a very, very long time. Broke them, every one of them down for our team. And, you know, we're just like these are tough, difficult shots to make. If you want to put a percentage in it, that's probably a 15% chance that shot's going in. Uh, and we kept showing them, and there was still plenty of time on the clock to to move the basketball, and that's what we've been working on the last two days. Um, but uh, but Kellen is a is is a, a guy that is all about winning. I mean, he whatever you ask him to do, he's going to go do it uh, and, and give it every single thing that he's got. And uh, you know, uh, I would suspect uh, his minutes uh, will be definitely going up. Yeah, the uh, and, and going back to the two-man game, did you ever in your playing career have a, a special connection with a given player, or was it you had the connection with the guy that passed to you? Well, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I played with I I played with what I think would have been one of the top. 50 players of all time if he'd stayed healthy, Jamal Mashburn. Oh, yeah. Uh, you go back and look at his stats in the NBA and what he had, and he was always injured, but he was on his way. He was, you know, um, his junior year, which was my junior year, um, he was national player of the year. He got half of them. Calvert Chaney got the other half. Um, we made it to the Final Four, and, you know, I was the starting point guard. I played 39 minutes a game. Um, and he and I, I thought, had a special connection. And it was more based on him because he drew, <laughs> he drew so much attention. One of the most unse- like one of the most unselfish, great players that I've ever played with. And I've played with some good players, whether it be All Star games or, or USA basketball or whatever it was. I've played with some great players. He's the best I've ever played with, without question. Really, and it's based on yes, skill level at six eight, shot threes as as good as anybody in the country. Couldn't stop him one on one from the perimeter. Uh, and nobody could stop him in the post. Uh, just a almost unstoppable offensive player. But what mo- made him the most dangerous was he made every right pass, and I was the beneficiary of that. You know, he found, you know, and I knew my job was if I'm open, I better make it, period. I don't care, you know, I better make it. Uh, I can't survive playing at Kentucky if I'm not making open shots. And he got me a lot of open shots because he was – very unselfish. We were talking about this the other day. Somebody brought it up to me and said, "Why well, we played in a? Um, it was the 
Sweet 16, my, did you, on the, uh, my junior year, the, the year we went to the Final Four, we were playing against um, big game uh, against Wake Forest. And uh, Wake Forest had Rodney Rogers. Oh, yeah. And this and Rodney Rogers was the other best power forward in the country. Calbert was probably considered more of a wing player, more of a guard. These were power forwards. Uh, Rodney Rogers was obviously a, an All-American at Wake Forest, and they they obviously touted this game all week going into Sweet 16, so it's the second weekend, is the Rodney Rogers versus Jamal Mashburn game. And uh, and we, we both had really good teams, really high-level teams. And uh, we start the game, and uh, at, at halftime, we're up 34 points, I think it was. Something what? 34 points, and uh, Jamal Mashburn has like 26 points at halftime. Jamal does. So he's out there making a statement. And he comes out the second half and doesn't take a shot. Doesn't take one shot. Passes them to me, and I think I ended up with 29 just based on he's not trying to score. And that was the time. He could have went for a 45-point night. He could have had, you know, did not take a shot. I don't think he took one single shot the second half. That's how unselfish he is. He knew he was going to draw a lot of attention. And he made it, and obviously we ended up winning very, very, very big. But so yeah, he, I think you, we're up thirty at half. Do you think it was just he goes? I proved my point. I do. Now, yeah. let, now let's get everybody involved. That's him. One of the nicest guys you'll ever, ever meet. Uh, has become extremely successful business wise. Very, very, very successful business wise. Uh, and uh, he's got a son that's playing at New Mexico now for Richard Patino, Coach yeah. Patino's son, and uh, he followed him from Minnesota to there. Uh, there, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, he was a special, special player. And I, what was great. I, I got to, I was there when Jamal came in as a freshman and saw how he developed from being a freshman, uh, to then obviously coming out and being the national player of the year, uh, and being a lottery pick. And then went on to have a, a, a really, really, really good NBA career. A lot of injuries, mm-hmm. a lot of injuries. And that probably cut his career a little bit short and kept it from being what it probably could have been. Uh, but without question, the best player I've ever played with. So you saw him come in. Um, was it uh, the the physical abilities there? Was it work ethic? Was him to uh, what? Jamal was probably <laughs> he'll laugh. If, Jamal's probably the low on the laziest guys you've ever seen when he came in. <laughs> uh, very, you know, he he didn't quite. He'd always dominated. You yeah. know, he, coming out of New York and you know dominated because he's bigger and skilled. And then, you know, when you come play for Coach Patino, you know, that, that you know, you're going to figure out work ethic pretty fast. And it was interesting to see um, him develop into start understanding and developing his body, his diet. And once he started getting in great shape, um, he started buying into it more and more. And I've I, I told this story. I, when I really knew he was going to make it, he was a part of the group. I don't know if you remember this. He was a part of the college group that went and scrimmaged the NBA Dream Team. And they ended up beating them in a close scrimmage. It was Jamal, or I think he was on that team. But I know he went and practiced against the Dream Team and did all this stuff. And he was with them for about a week or two weeks, whatever it was. And he comes back from that, and he was just obsessed with getting in the best shape of his life. He was obsessed at getting in the gym every day. He was obsessed with, and these are things that he had learned and saw how these other guys who were the the greats, who were the greats. Oh, I see them and how they're eating. 
I see how they're getting on the trail. I see how they're stretching before and after. And I'll never forget that. I said I knew the light just went off. It went off. And he became obsessed with working out. He went from being from very lazy to one of the getting in his body in the best shape of anybody I've ever been around and becoming obsessed with it. Um, and I, it was it was really cool to see that process. You know, uh, w- with my background around Carl Malone, it was similar, but he didn't really figure that out until he got to the pros right. and learned it there because he was just bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody else. And then, then he got even bigger and even stronger and even faster. But that work ethic um, – uh, once those guys, those kinds of guys figure it out, you can't stop them. Well, it's, you know, um, when I was with the Golden State Warriors for a very short amount of time through preseason and things like that. And I, I, told, I, I told my players, it's one of the things I took out of being around the NBA and around that time um, is the t- amount of time the veterans, the veterans spend on their body. And I said, uh, there was a guy that, uh, when I was with the Warriors, there was a guy that had been there that at the time been in the league for almost, gosh, 15, 20 years, Ricky Pierce. Oh, yeah. At the time, very old. He would get there two hours before. He'd stretch. He'd get cold tubs before practice, after practice. He was stretching during practice. He was stretching after practice. And you start to see why these guys were able to play uh, for so long. And there was other guys that were there that had been in the league for a long time. And just how they – took care of their body and you know obviously your body's your business at that point in time but you never think about it until you know that check is on the line or whatever it is <laughs> then it gets a little yeah. bit more serious but there's nothing also like having an example that somebody's setting for you that you see hey look at them look they've been in the league for 15 20 years let me do what they're doing and uh that's a great way to learn that's Travis Ford. I'm Bob Ramsey. It's the Billiken Coaches Show. Tonight we're at Chaffetz Arena. We'll be back at Humphreys next Monday. We're going to take a quick break, but first I want to remind you about the Missouri Athletic Club, proud partner of Billiken Athletics. Since 1903, the Missouri Athletic Club has been the premier athletic, business, social, and dining club in St. Louis for its members and their families. We're going to take a look at the upcoming schedule when we come back. Again, the Billiken Coaches Show right here on X. at Chaffetz Arena. Glad you're with us tonight for the Billiken Coaches Show. I know a lot of folks stayed in all day today. For those of you who are still out and about, thanks for listening to us on KMOX tonight. Uh, let's take a look at what we got coming up. It was a, a, a meat grinder of a road trip. Now you get home and um, I know it's very important for every team once you get into conference play to absolutely protect your home floor and it's a real must for your guys this week, uh, Wednesday and Saturday, Davidson and UMass. You can't look at UMass, I know, but but um, to climb back into this thing, you got to win your home games, right? Yeah, no question. We just need to start winning games. Period. I mean, I don't care where we're at, uh, but uh, you know, we we just need to put forty minutes together. Uh, you know, uh, you go back to the Dayton game. I thought we did a lot of good stuff. We just didn't make the the big plays down the stretch. And then, we, you know, one guy just kind of took the game over. Yeah. Uh, but we had some costly turnovers at certain times. It was just little things that kept us from – but I loved, the pay, the, loved how we were managing the game there. And then we go to VCU, and actually the VCU game was better on tape than, you know, than I, than I anticipated 
you know, we were keeping it. We I say keeping it. We were in that eight, nine, ten point range with about eight minutes to go in the game, and then they had one guy again. We talked to our team about this. It just goes off on us. Our def- we 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 lose focus of you know uh, of one or two guys, and they start making shots on us. And we 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 got to sustain our intensity, our toughness for forty minutes. We've shown it that we can do it. We are just having trouble sustaining it as long as we need to to give ourselves a chance to have the success that uh, that we're looking for. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, you know it's a fine, fine line, a very fine line, a very small room for error for us. And it's just a few costly things here, and then it just – and then at VCU it snowballed on us, uh, you know, about the eight-minute mark. But uh, it, very, very good Davidson team coming in. Very good team. They had a really, really good non-conference uh, uh, season, and they, you know, beat Maryland. Lost to I think Clemson in overtime, who's top twenty right now, and uh, beat Charlotte, who Charlotte's having a good year and have won a lot of big games. And we all know, you know, tough team to guard. Run their offense, motion offense. Nothing's changed. Uh, got a point guard right now, Huffman, who's averaging about eighteen points a game in mm-hmm. league play, and just the leader. Just a hard-nosed player, the leader of their team, and a little unconventional. Their five man's taking about six threes a game. Uh, you know, shooting about six threes a game, so mm. a little bit different. And uh, how you got to guard and do some things, but uh, a really good team coming in here Wednesday night. Yeah, they basically have uh, five guys in double figures. Um, uh, one of them being their sixth man, and the other starter. <clears throat> excuse me, five or six uh, a game, but but. They'll get after it, and, and um, yeah, most of the guys are all returning players. Yeah. Uh, from from their team last year, um, they are guys that uh, got some valuable experience last year, and uh, and 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 playing, and and you can see that experience because we remember from last year, and they're playing, you know, getting older and getting better. Whether it be Skogman, their five man, or Huffman, uh, or could, uh, you know, their two guard and different guys. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's a it's a really good team that uh, you know they really play well together. You can see that they've been together a little bit uh, and, and playing in a system. So you know, it's it's going to be a great challenge for us, a great challenge for us. So what do you do uh, against a load like Skogman, who 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 is big and strong and will throw elbows? I don't mean that in a no. I mean he just gets in there and he's going to make space and knock people around and then step out and shoot a three. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. Those are all always tough matchup. But when you have that inside-outside game, and you're 100% correct, he can do both. He can absolutely do both. And then when you get caught running at him at the three-point line, he'll shot fake you and drive you to the basket uh, and different things like that. So, yeah, he's playing at a very high level right now, really shooting the ball extremely well. Uh, and, and because of those type matchups, what makes him so dangerous? So, without giving your game plan away, these are the things that uh, – whoever what coach is scouting but then all of you all of you guys look at the tape and and contribute to that and i guess that's what's been going on here for a little bit oh yeah no you know you know we we uh you know this time of year it's uh a lot mental and it's all about scouting and getting trying to put your players in the right position and for us it's you know and i've talked to our guys yes we're gonna have a big time scouting report and put it together and do it but it's more about uh sustaining the it it Things that need to be consistent every single game. Sustaining our toughness, sustaining our effort, sustaining our energy, not letting it wane because we miss a shot or we turn it over or, 
or teams scored on us two or three times in a row, then we've got to get a stop. Um, and, you know, those are the things we're looking for. And then we, you know, obviously, and then this, uh, hopefully the scouting report will kick in. But it's, it's the, thing that, the things that need to be consistent game by game that we're, that we're looking for. And sometimes uh, does it come down to in the moment basketball IQ? I'm guarding you, and I know you can dribble past me. But if I give you too much space, I know you can rise up and hit the three. So I got to figure out how do I best help my my teammates behind me. What's what's my assignment here? And understanding that, and then executing. Yeah, you know, we call it athletic advantage or disadvantage based on the guy you're guarding. There's nothing negative about it. You got to look at who you are and who you're guarding. Are they quicker than me? Then I've got to figure out my gap space. If I'm, you know, if they're if I'm quicker than them, then maybe I can heat the ball up a little bit more. Then you go to a scouting report. Is this guy drive right? You know, or is he a left driver? Is he? Do you play him more as a driver? Or do you play him as a shooter? Those are all based on closeouts and how do you close out to the guy? What side of the court they're on? And you know what their best moves are. These are all things that we go through. But it starts with your athletic advantage or disadvantage based on who you're guarding and who you're matched up. Those change a lot because one thing we've done with this team, and we were we were we were great at it earlier in the year really good at it earlier, earlier in the year. We were switching a lot. So it became understanding who you're guarding at that particular time. It wasn't about, all right, you have to I'm, know matched, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm not matched up to this guy. That's who I'm sticking with. You could be guarding anyone in a, in a, within a game at any particular time. And that's basically we had to teach switching, which we hadn't done here in a while. We taught switching because we were pressing for 40 minutes. When you're pressing for 40 minutes the way we were, you know, you could get – Cross matched up on anybody. on anybody, so you had to learn how to switch. You had to learn how to guard different guys, and you know we're not obviously doing as much of that now. Coach, it's been fun. Um, a little bit different, not at the Humphreys atmosphere. We'll we'll get back after it, and I want to remind everybody that it's Davidson. It's a six o'clock tip, six o'clock on Wednesday, five forty-five. The pregame right here on KMOX. So if you get here at seven, you're going to miss a lot of fun action. That's going to wrap it up on the Billiken Coaches Show. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. See you Wednesday. I'm Bob Ramsey. That's Travis Ford. Good night from Chaffetz Arena. You've been listening to the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. Also brought to you by Royal Banks of Missouri, investing in our communities one client at a time. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Billiken Sports Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.